Hi. Hey, girl. I'm just it's doing a couple of things. Let me make sure that we are really up. I see you. I don't see me on here yet. Let's see what's going on. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. There we go. Is there a glare on my glasses? I can take them off. <laughs> Wait. Why don't I just put mine on and we both can glare? <laughs> Wait. You feel better? <laughs> no, I don't see a glare. Okay, good. I don't see one at all. Perfect. So how was your day, love? Um, it was long, but tomorrow's Friday, so that's good. Right, right. And um, let me go over here so I can see if anybody is trying to talk to us at all. <laughs> huh. We're going to see. Because we are live on YouTube. I do see that. And yeah. I see the live notification, too. Okay. Yes, we are live. I see that quite well right now. Okay, I just want to welcome everyone to Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. Tonight, I am featuring um, Kim Bush. She is a certified personal trainer. And this is the second episode of my CJU underscore GWO underscore series. So I guess you're probably saying, what does that mean? CJU is Cara Jones Unlimited. GWO is Grown Women Only. Good. So <laughs> I, I don't have energy for this tonight. I did ice me some water, <laughs> but a hot flash. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been one of those days. It's like almost 100 degrees in Texas. How is Bama? Yeah, it was 90 plus. Was it? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to look at y'all's um, news too much today because I was so upset by it yesterday. Oh, with these soaring COVID numbers and all this crap. I I know. I can't get with it. it it's not good. It's, it's not, not good. good at all. I meant to have my mask in here, so you know, <laughs> we could go there. Maybe for the second part, I'm gonna put on my mask because people need to understand how serious this mess is. This is real. Folks are dying. You know. Yeah. I exactly. have a relative who just got out of the hospital after seven weeks, seven weeks. She was diagnosed with COVID and double pneumonia. And she was in the hospital for seven weeks. She's still recuperating in rehab now. It's no joke. Yeah. All I see on Facebook, like in Montgomery, they doing all these outside events. Yeah. What's up and with that? They, and, and they say that they, they will have social distancing in place, but that's hard to do when you're outside with a group of people, when there's more than five people, five, ten people. So I don't know, but I, I go to work, I come back, I get in my house, and that's where I stay. You and me both. And I do, I, I just work right here. Right here. I and wave at people, and that's about it. That's it. That's <laughs> all you're going to get from me because I'm like, I'm not going. I only leave the house when it's necessary, and that's like groceries. Right. There's appointment. I do my walk, you know. Um, but I'm not trying to mingle with the people. No. Mm -mm. Not gonna mingle with the people. So I'm really excited, sweet girl, that you accepted my invitation to talk to me on this new podcast. Because you know, you and I go way back. You one of the first friends I met when I relocated to um Central Alabama from California. And um, we had the opportunity to work together at your your family's company, Bush Signs, one of the oldest African-American-owned businesses in Alabama. Not just yeah. Montgomery, but Alabama. 
Mm-hmm. Business nationally? Did they? Did you guys do global business? No, just just across mostly the southeastern United States, but we yeah. did expand to the Midwest at one point. Okay. Well, I was privileged to work with y'all and you know, it was there that we began having some conversations in between, um, how would you say, reframing databases and things like that. Mm -hmm. Me coming in buying backdrops, event signs, thanks to Bush signs. I have my wonderful Cara Jones Unlimited backdrop. I've had it since 2016 and it still serves me well. Thank you, Steve and Bush, tell your husband, Still works well for me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm so proud of you, Kim. Tell us what you've been doing. What is this Fearlessly Fit training all about? Well, like like most uh, career ventures that I got into over the years, because, you know, at one point I was a realtor. Right. And um, I did Mary Kay for a while. And it came from not being able to find what I needed, basically. Um, what do you mean? What do you, what do you need? What does that mean? Well, I, I became a realtor after a bad experience with a, a realtor. And I decided if this person can do this, I can do it, too. It can't be that hard. Um, and then, of course, with the fitness thing, you mentioned the sign shop. We did close it in 2017. It was um, three years in May that it closed. Okay. So I got into the journey, the health and fitness journey, because I had free time on my hands. For the first time in my adult life, I did not have a job to go to every day. And I had really put so much of my energy into running the business and trying to keep it afloat, basically, that I let myself and everything else go in the process. Okay. So, you know, I looked in the mirror one day and I really didn't like what I saw. So I was, I think it was October when I, I got another job. I was working at a local television station here. And really? we did, yes, I worked at um, the TV station for exactly one year before I started my current job. Awesome. So you know how they do promos and they don't have time to go find extras for these commercials sometimes and for promos. So they asked, you know, people in the office if they would participate. And this particular promo was for Veterans Day. So they said, if you have a relative that has served in the armed forces, come on down to the studio. You can write their name on the board and we'll just record you holding the board. And, you know, because at the top it said, thank you. Basically okay. thanking our, our family members for their service. Okay. So my brother is an Air Force veteran, and I recorded my part of the promo, went on back to work, didn't think anything about it. So a few days later, they sent out the um, the link for us to watch the video. Right. They do that. And when I came on the screen, I didn't recognize myself. What do you mean? My face was so big. <laughs> TV does that to you, girl. It wasn't you. It was the camera. That wasn't all the TV. That was some some extra fluff. So, you know, I looked at it and I I backed it up and watched it again. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. So that was November. And I decided to not even attempt to try to start a lifestyle change over the holidays because we all know how that works. Right. So... January, I was on it. I was ready to go. And I had seen um, some before and after pictures of a, a friend of mine that that um, is also a hairstylist. And I hadn't seen her in a while. We met through a mutual friend. And, you know, every once in a while she did my hair. And so it had been maybe a year or so since I saw her. Mm-hmm. And she posted these before and afters. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. She looked like she had lost a significant amount of weight. So I, I inboxed her. I was like, hey, uh, how did you do that? So she told me about it. I looked up the people, signed up, yeah. and it was a bad experience. And I decided after I did that for about five months, I, because, you know, if you worked out before or if you lost weight before, you know what your body responds to. And what they right. wanted me to do 
everything in me was saying no, that's not right. But you know, it it was that's a <laughs> that's a story for another day because we don't have enough time for me to go into detail <laughs> about oh the foolishness that went on with this program. Okay. So, by May, five months in, I was like, I'm done. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And a friend of mine that I used to work in real estate with was into fitness. And she, you know, sent me a workout that she had done. So I started doing that at the gym. It was a circuit program. Okay. And I was going to um, one of the local gyms here that's owned by an African-American couple. And I would look around at some of the people and I thought, okay, like the, the other trainers that I knew were trainers. And I was like, well, maybe I could study and become a trainer too. Right. So I signed up for the program by that fall. And I really had no plans to be a personal trainer to other people. I just wanted knowledge for myself so I could figure out how to put a program together, how to train different muscle groups and body parts, just to get the results I was looking for. Because my body already always, re, re, well, what's the word? performed very well with strength training i'm okay. not so much a cardio person okay which was what they wanted me to do on this other program non-stop so then you know i was done with the program and some people asked me you know for help i would post tips and stuff that worked for me on social media mm -hmm. and before i knew it i had my first client okay and she was a friend from church. Um, we really, she really just wanted accountability because she's also a certified group um, fitness instructor. Okay. But she hadn't done it in a while and she basically just wanted somebody that would work out with her at the gym and kind of hold her accountable. And, you know, I would text her and say, hey, did you do your workout today? Or did you get any movement in today? Because sometimes it's not always about going hard every single day. Sometimes you just need to walk. Right. It's a very underrated form of exercise. Right. So a few more months went by, and at the beginning of this year, I got um, two new clients. And then I did some advertising on social media, and I, I did a um, like an eight-week challenge, and I had five people that signed up for that. Okay. And then at the beginning of June, excuse me, the beginning of June, I signed up. Um, I think four more people, one of the people from the eight week, no, two of the people from the eight week challenge signed up for the full program and then a couple more joined. So, and you know, people can be consistent for a while. So all of those that started are not still with me, but okay. I have not, you know, if they, if they need anything, they know they can call me, text me, message me. It's not like, you know, once they stop, that's it. I cut them off. I, I try to help them as much as I can. So oh, Okay. I was about to say. <laughs> Cut them off. <laughs> no, we don't do you the cancel culture. You know I'm hilarious. You know me. Yeah, we don't do the cancel culture over here. So Okay, gotcha. They're, they're clients for life. Okay. So you started Fearlessly Fit Training mm -hmm. based upon a reflection that you saw in a mirror. Yes. Did I hear you right? I'm trying to paraphrase. Yes, basically, I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> okay. You know, I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor now. Yes, so, I know. Um, and then you're on that psychology, you know, counseling path as well. Right. Colleague to me. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, often integrate my worlds. You know, Car Jones Limited is, the, the tag here, the tagline is promoting wholeness and healing via, via the performing arts. Everything that we're talking about tonight is promoting wholeness and healing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm really like proud of you. And if there's anybody that will watch this or is watching this and you have um, had some conversations with yourself like Kim did about, you know, wanting to make some changes physically. Kim, what was the first step? What, what do you advise them? What's the first step? Oh, gosh. I think it depends on the person. But basically, I tell people, you know, you don't have to change everything at one time. Find one thing that you can make a change with and try to be consistent with that before you add something else. 
if it's movement, if you say I'm going to walk 15, 20 minutes a day, do that. Then you can start to work on nutrition. Because you, if you try to do both, then pretty soon you're going to get overwhelmed and give up. And that's, that happened to me so many times. And people sometimes try to be perfect. And that's another trap. Don't fall for it. What does perfect mean? What do you mean by that? Because there are, and I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox because I'm a little bit of a, a rebel in the fitness community. Okay. Um, there are so many different, especially on social media, people promote so many different things. So some people will tell you, you got to do keto. Some people will say you got to do intermittent fasting. Some people say you got to do keto and intermittent fasting together. You got to count your macros. You got to count your calories. If that gives you anxiety, that's counterproductive. So the methods that I teach in the nutrition program that my clients enroll in, we don't count calories. We don't count macros. If they want to do that and use some type of a tracking app like MyFitnessPal, mm -hmm. that's fine. But I don't like math. So, <laughs> and trying to keep, like, get my macros to, to line up perfectly every day, that drove me nuts. So, start with adding, because it's easier to add than to take away sometimes. Add some fruit and vegetables to your diet. Drink water 90% of the day instead of soda, tea, sugary juice. Um, eat lean protein, you know white meat chicken and turkey, fish and seafood. I know some people, um, you know, feel like some cuts of beef can be lean, but it depends on you and what your, your needs are and what your goals are. If you, if you know that your cholesterol tends to be on the higher side, you might want to stay away from red meat, just saying. Um, that's personally for me, I don't eat a lot of red meat. So you need to. You have to figure out what's going to work for you. Sometimes that's trial and error, and people get really discouraged really quickly when they do what they see somebody else doing. That what worked for your friend, or what works, or what that person on Instagram says is going to work may not work for you. <laughs> Just saying, you know, I know it's people out there selling all types of stuff. I'm not one of them. No. There's very few things that I endorse or tell people they need to have. You start where you are with what you've got. Right. If all you got is some um, water bottles, fill those up with sand and use those as weights. You know, if you got a resistance band from Five Below, that's one of my favorite places to tell people to get equipment from. Probably not now because since everybody's at home, they bought out everything in the stores. You can't find dumbbells. You can't find resistance bands. Right. You, can't, you can hardly find any type of fitness equipment. Even Walmart is out right now. So What about Amazon? Sometimes you can find it on there. I was trying to find some heavier dumbbells. When I put it in the cart, they said it would be delivered in August. This was back in May. <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> so That's I changed my mind. I decided to just keep using what I had and, and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know y'all got some Alabama bricks around there somewhere, right? <laughs> can people lift bricks? That, well, I mean, I wouldn't suggest starting out with that, but if your strength level is at that point, you can, you know, and you can deadlift with them. You can, um, I wouldn't suggest like trying to press them or anything. Cause no, you know. no, no. Just lifting, <laughs> lifting, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. you can do your arm curls, right? Yeah, you can do that. Perhaps. I mean, I'm just trying, you know, thinking outside the box like you, because, you you know, you're saying that the commercial stores are closed due to this COVID pandemic. So, you know, it might be somebody watching like, well, I want to get started. What can I do? I know what I, one thing I've seen, and you tell me what you, what's your take on this. Every time I look at my Instagram account, <laughs> I know you see them. All them sponsored ads, right? Oh, yeah. I tell yeah. you, they got so many apps that you can download. In the Play Store, mm -hmm. I got one from arms, I got one from the glutes, I got one from the thighs, I got one from the tummy, <laughs> my back. Ask me how many of them I use. <laughs> well, see, I don't have a problem with the fitness apps. 
a lot of them, especially if it's, you know, meant to be progressive where you start out at your ability level and then you move up, that's great. But sometimes, I mean, some people need to have what's called a physical assessment before the exercise. Um, because you can have issues that may aggravate some type of injury or, you know, create one if you don't have one. If you're, I don't want to use a big word, if your joints and your alignment is off and you jump into trying to do squats with dumbbells or a barbell, first thing that's going to go is your lower back and your knees and possibly ankles too. Because if your weight is unevenly distributed already, because you probably had like a past knee injury and you're like favoring that leg and you shift your weight, then that's going to cause a problem. You may be able to do it, you know, for a few months and then next thing you know, you're, you're somewhere with an ice pack because you pull something or you strain something and you don't know what you did, but you just know you can't do the movements that you were doing before that. Okay. Let me ask a question because a friend of mine recently started for the first time in, in many years um, doing a walk run. And I do a walk run, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm suffering from some thigh pain, some neuralgia, but um, as I feel okay to do it, I do it. And this friend was telling me that he was suffering pain in the calves. He had mm-hmm. the knee surgery before, so he thought his knees would bother him, but no, it's the calves. So my question is, when a person plans to walk, walk, run, right? Mm-hmm. How should they start out? Should, shouldn't they be stretching before they start? Absolutely, yes. What type of stretches? There's something called a dynamic stretch, and I would demonstrate it, but my, my camera space is limited. Gotcha, it's but okay. You can Google that and find YouTube videos on dynamic stretching, so basically that's going to stretch you want to concentrate on the lower body especially if you're going to be running and you're going to stretch your quads which is the front of the thigh hamstrings which is the back of the thigh your calves your um ankles with some flexion you know backwards and forwards flexion and if you have flat feet you want to make sure that you're wearing the proper shoes you know along with stretching not wearing some shoes you have for a really long time. Sometimes you may need some type of a orthotic insert in the shoe because if you have flat feet or if you have, you know, really high arches, that can put stress and strain on other muscles that normally wouldn't hurt when you walk or run. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I have an arch that looks like this. I have a very high arch. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have orthotics or anything in my shoe. Hmm. Should I, is that something I should look at? Consider not having, I mean, if you're, if it's not causing you any problems, then you may have shoes that fit properly already. But I tell people to, there's two things you can do. There are some stores, sometimes they're locally owned. Sometimes it's a chain. Um, I know there's one chain that has a location here in Montgomery. You can go to these stores that specialize in running shoes or walking shoes. Mm -hmm. They will have you step on a platform that will basically tell you what you need as far as alignment for your feet. And then they can recommend shoes that will help with that. Um, You can also see a chiropractor or a podiatrist. I'm I'm more pro-chiropractor than I am podiatrist only because in this area, a lot of the podiatrists are still using the method of making orthotics where they have you stand up and put all your weight into yeah. a foam mold. Well, the problem with that is when you put all your weight on your foot, it spreads out. So then when you get your orthotics back, you got to go find some extra wide shoes to get them in there. <laughs> At least I did, because my foot is already wide. So, And then also because if you have Blue Cross of Alabama, your insurance will cover orthotics for free through a chiropractor and you may have to pay upwards of five hundred dollars at a podiatrist whoa that's excellent information thank you that's what 
that's what I learned from personal experience. And I believe, you can, I believe you can get a free pair every year through your chiropractor. Okay. Or maybe, maybe every two years. Okay, that's cool. That's good to know. That's good to know. So I actually, when I bought my shoes, mm -hmm. um, I tend to buy New Balance. Okay. I like New Balance. Yeah, those feels, are my They feel good on my feet. Mm -hmm. Just wearing them leisurely or for exercise. They just feel good on my feet. So that's what I buy. Yes, those are my favorites as well. Oh, good. So I'm doing something right. <laughs> I've tried some other ones, but I always go back to New Balance. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, I wanted to ask you, do you think Miss Fitness Certified Personal Trainer, Kim Bush, uh -huh. what do you think about, you know, because I told the folks we were going to talk about meal plans and nutrition too a little bit, because mm -hmm. you do share those wonderful meals that you prepare, and you <laughs> used to do your meal prep, you know, on the weekend. I, I, I paid attention because I started doing it. I'd be chopping and cutting and getting it ready, baby. And I posted on the social media like, I'm doing this, y'all. Y'all better do this. I got it from you. I'm going to tag you with it the next time. I got that from you. I be paying attention. I may not always come in, but I pay attention. And I've been doing that for several years now. Across state lines. Interstate. Yeah. But with the meal plan, nutrition stuff, what do you feel about weight washing? Nutrisystem. Remember Jenna Craig back in the day? <laughs> yes, I remember. Where'd she go? Um, I thought she, I thought the program was still around. I know she's not the spokesperson because she had a, a very um, tragic freak accident that affected her ability to speak. No. Yeah. I Mercy. think I may have seen it on Oprah or some, some special Dateline one of those. So she, you know, that's why you may have seen commercials, but it's like actors or paid spokespeople. But anyway, so I don't have a problem with Weight Watchers, I think. And that's because it's more of, <laughs> it's more of behavior modification. Um, but there again, there's all that counting and the points. And I know they've modified the program over the last few years. I haven't looked into it for a really long time, so I'm not familiar with how it works now. but. I know there's still some points and counting, some type of system involved of tracking what you eat. And I think that that's, that helps some people because sometimes people need that to develop new habits. Okay. If you do it long enough, after a while, you probably won't even have to track or count. Um, I measured my food for a while with a food scale and measuring cups and stuff like that. And then I got to the point where I could eyeball it until, okay, that's a fourth of a cup, that's a half a cup, whatever. Um, now, meal plans, I don't do, and there's a reason for that. As a personal trainer, we're not certified as nutritionists, and we're not registered dietitians. So the program that I got certified through, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, they tell you in the curriculum, you're not qualified to do a meal plan for anybody because you're not a dietitian or nutritionist. So... That's why I mostly work with developing habits because habits will work instead of trying to make somebody conform to a meal plan. It's like, like my glasses, for example. Everybody can't wear my prescription. Right. If I try to force myself to be on a certain meal plan, it, and I've tried. I, I, before I became a trainer, I purchased some from, from trainers online. That's a different story for another day. And I would do okay for about a week. And then the feeling of, and first of all, let me say I am a recovered binge eater. So yeah. I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like meal plans for me drive the depri deprivation mentality. And then after about a week to 10 days, I'm off the rails. You know, it's, it's cold red calling the cops. <laughs> Stop it. I, I'm eating up the kids' snacks. I'm looking for whatever I can find in the pantry. Okay. So for those who don't know what binge eating means, can you please tell us? I know. Yeah, binge eating is 
is disordered eating where you something may trigger you like an emotional uh trigger or anxiety um situational triggers and you eat because that's how you comfort yourself and it's usually linked back to an experience that you had as a child or a traumatic experience and then you know you you never learned a way to cope with those feelings or emotions basically so that's my interpretation in layman's terms <laughs> very good yeah I, I've, I've done a lot of work. those keywords i've done a lot of work on me over the years yeah so I, i've learned some things excellent and you know I, I what i love about you the most well i love you Prairie, you know that but <laughs> i love you too thank you love um you're transparent like me you know oh, yeah we are transparent to a fault you and i and it's like my mama you know my mom mm-hmm. you've known her a long time and she was like do you need to be saying all that to them people on social media like, you know, <laughs> if god tells me to do it i'm gonna do it i'm sorry you may not always understand but I think you and I had a conversation around 2016 and it went something like this. Sometimes you got to do you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, or you get to a point where you got to be a little selfish. Yes. I'm a And that scares people. Say that again. That scares people sometimes. Because they don't know how to do for themselves. They're so used to taking care of everybody else. What you say? <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we enjoy that that dysfunction. And we don't know what anything dysfunction? else. Oh, yeah. We don't Why got to be else. dysfunction, Kim? Well, I'm not saying taking care of people is dysfunction. But sometimes people will find out that you will do for them and they'll exploit that and manipulate that a little bit so you know and then when we haven't learned <laughs> when we haven't learned how to um recognize that behavior and set up a boundary then it kind of it, it becomes it becomes a codependent thing it why are you talking my language? <laughs> you want to just develop some treatment plans and stuff? Maybe one day, you know, I, I got to finish the bachelor's first. Clinical mental health counseling. Adult psychotherapy treatment plan. Look at you. You're talking about dysfunction. You're talking about boundaries. You talked about triggers. You talked about coping skills. So what are you really trying to say? Oh gosh, let me see if I can make it, if I can condense it. Um, let me, well, let me put it this way. Becoming a trainer was second, was really a secondary goal. My original plan was to finish my bachelor's get my master's and become a mental health counselor. But I felt like so much in our community is, and I'm talking about the African-American community, is tied to food and our, our dysfunction with food. But you gotta go back and understand the root of all of that for it to make sense. There was a time when food was all we had. That's how we celebrated um it was there after we funeralized somebody still is it was um it was all we could do for each other sometimes because you know we we a lot of us didn't come from rich backgrounds but you could cook somebody something in love and that was a way of showing your affection appreciation all that good stuff it's just that we never quite learned how to separate the celebratory part with the going over the edge part, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, my brother put it one time, you know, we're the only culture that will 
funeralize somebody and then go back to the fellowship hall and eat the food that probably killed them. And that sounds harsh, but it's the truth. And I mean, you know, my I watched my parents, my great aunts, you know, have illnesses that are what they call now diseases of lifestyle. Diabetes, um, high blood pressure. My dad died from a massive heart attack at 61. That's young. You know, the closer I got to 40, the more I felt like 60 was still young. <laughs> and, you know, we, we don't learn how to deal with our stress, which that that's sometimes it's hard to because that's all we know. But that's like I said, that's another story for another day. And, you know, eating and, and sometimes drinking becomes a way to escape the stress that we don't know how to manage. Um, the emotions that we don't know how to manage. The hopelessness sometimes that we don't know how to escape from. So I looked at my own mother who she, and she'll tell you, when she was, I think in her late 30s, she was diagnosed with diabetes. And then it was like a, a snowball effect the heart disease, but a lot of that was because she was working as a single parent, trying to make ends meet, trying to take care of us, her mother, you know, help her siblings sometimes when necessary. And you kind of put yourself on the back burner. And she told me one time when I was really having a hard time dealing with a lot of things that were going on. I was a new parent and, um, you know, th there was a lot going on with that situation in itself but I would be really stressed. And she told me one day, she was on supplemental oxygen for years too, like 20 plus years. She told me one day, um, do you see this oxygen tube on my face? This is not what you want to end up with. And I kind of took that to heart. And even though I fell off the wagon over the years and got back on and, you know, I, I, it, like all of us, I've gained and lost the same 20 pounds, I don't know, a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I I finally realized I had to figure out a way to make it work where I could get it off, keep it off. I wouldn't revert back to the behaviors that brought it on in the first place. And I would try to bring as many people with me as I could in that process through social media, bearing my soul, putting it all out there, you know, getting flack for it sometimes, but I didn't care. everybody else except you <laughs> so that's how I feel about that uh oh I think you're muted I can't hear you okay there you go can you hear me ah there we are okay um, you are helping people is what I'm saying. You've been a blessing to a lot of people and you have given people the courage, you know, to begin. You, they watched you stick to it. I call that the stick to itiveness. Yes. And so they have stuck to it. Yeah, we fall off the wagon, but we get back on. And as we come to a close, you said something that I just have to ask you about personally for myself. Okay. I'm sure there's somebody else out there that wants this, to know this. Oh, you sure. said you lose and gain back that same 20 pounds. What's up with that? How do you, how do you break that cycle? What's up with that? What's up with the, it, to me, it's just like the um, plateau. Mm -hmm. And then you finally get past that plateau. And maybe you do reach that 20 pound loss and then you sit and a couple more days and pounds start adding back up. But you haven't started eating, you know, the same foods again. What's up? Sometimes I think it's our activity level. Um, you know, working out is not, it, it became a, a release for me, but some people never get to that point. Some people never get to the place where they enjoy physical activity and that's fine. Um, because this is a marathon, not a sprint. You just have to get to a place where you understand the value of it and you make it a priority as part of your self-care. Um, Good word. And I think, I think sometimes we, 
you know, we'll start, we walk or whatever it is we do. And then after a while, like right now, it is blazing hot outside in, mm -hmm. in the summer in Alabama. And if you don't do it early in the morning or if you don't have a treadmill that, where you can do it inside in air conditioning, most people are not, they're not going to do it. And it's really dangerous to exercise in the heat like this. Right. So they probably would say, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it today. I'm going to take a day off, which is fine because you need rest. Rest is just as important as the physical activity because you got to give your body time to recover. But then before you know it, one rest day has turned into two. Two has turned into three. Then we like, ooh, what's on Netflix? Do we have any popcorn? Do we have any popcorn? Ooh, I think I want some ice cream. And then, you know, you're back in the cycle of behavior. You may not feel like it, but you're back in the cycle of behavior that led to the weight gain. And I know I, I would do the same thing. I'm guilty. You lose that 20 pounds and you start feeling yourself and you be like, Shh, I think I'm okay. I don't think I need to do nothing. And then the next thing you know, that 20 is back with five more. <laughs> like that scripture, you, you didn't sweep the house and, and security is going to bring back seven more. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. You're speaking truth. <laughs> All you did really, you, you confirmed and educated. How about that? <laughs> I'm just being honest with it, you know? It is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. Now, again, you brought up some good terms. Self-care. Mm -hmm. That's a very good term. It goes with selflessness, too, sometimes. And it's just mapping out time for you, right? Yes. Doing we what makes you did. feel good. Right. You also brought up another point that I share with clients in counseling sessions. That is exercise is an excellent coping strategy for many people to reduce anxiety, stress. It can even yes. help with depression, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, exercise, there, you know, people always say, well, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna lift. I tend to like the cardio because I like to sweat. Sweating to me makes me feel like I burned some real fat. But after I lost a bunch of weight previously, and I'm pretty much, that's the thing about me, I'm tall, so I, I might get a little thicker, but usually my clothes still fit. It's the craziest thing. I don't know how, they don't be like this on me, but they fit, and they're not all elastic and stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to end it with this question, if I may. When should one focus on cardio if they're on a weight loss journey as opposed to the weight lifting? Um, let's see, how can I answer that? Well, that's kind of, it depends on what your body responds the best to, but I will put, put it this way. If your focus is weight loss, you should be doing some type of strength or resistance training minimum twice a week. And the reason for that is when you build muscle, that's a sneaky way of slightly increasing your metabolism. Everybody has what's called a resting metabolic rate, right? That just means the basic number of calories and nutrients your body needs to continue performing all its functions without adding any physical activity. When you build muscle, it requires more energy to maintain that muscle. So your resting metabolic rate creeps up a little bit, the more lean muscle mass that you put on. Oh. Um, cardio sometimes, it burns energy while you're performing that activity. But when you're done, that's it. With strength training, your body continues to exert energy to Repair your muscles from the micro tears that you make when you lift. Um, there's something called EPOC, which stands for Exercise Post-Oxygen Consumption. Because a lot of people feel like when we work out, that's when we're burning fat. The truth of it is fat is actually exhaled as part of your carbon dioxide. 
about 80, I don't quote me on the number, but somewhere around 70 to 80%. The rest comes out through your excretory waste. So when you're sweating, you, I know that a lot of people like to sweat and sweating is good. You get some gunk out of your pores, you know, you cleanse your system, but when you replenish your liquids, that equals your water balance back out. When you're strength training and you, you know, you finish your workout <laughs> and I'm not saying you got to stop your cardio. Like my trainer would tell some of, cause we, I still have a trainer, even though I'm a trainer, I still have a trainer. Um, cause he is the master of the quick and dirty workout, but he will tell people if cardio is your jam and that's what keeps you mentally balanced and you need that activity, you know, to stay sane, he, he won't, you know, he won't tell them to stop the cardio. Just try to, you know, pull it back a little bit. But your muscles, um, you know, will continue to repair themselves and that's going to require energy. And basically strength training is more bang for your book. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you, we're not trying to look like Lou Ferrigno. You can do some five pound dumbbells, do some curls, you know, do some overhead presses. You can even use a dumbbell in the back of your knee and do donkey kicks, and that gives you a little extra resistance on those glute muscles. So there's a lot of ways that you can do it simply and easily, and it's not, you don't have to have a gym membership. A lot of people think, oh, Lord, I got to go to the gym, which in some parts of the country, gyms are closed. They're open here, but I'm not going right now. They're you know, not I'm open here in Texas. Yeah, well, you know. I wouldn't go anyway right now because the COVID numbers are too high. And we already talked about Alabama. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, because I, every once in a while, now, even though I'm not a fan of a lot of cardio, there was a time where once or twice a month I would go to the gym and get on the art trainer because I could pretend like I was running as close as I'm going to get to running. <laughs> if, you see me, if you see me running, you need to be running too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, 20, 30 minutes, I get good and sweaty and whatever that was, you know, I was trying to process mentally, I could get that out in that right. session. Right. So, you know, so I understand the people that love the cardio. I do. I'm just, you know, I have a different kind of love for it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I guess I got to do more strength training and um, I'm sure people are going to, you know, want to get in touch with you. Yes. So I will do you mind sharing all of your contacts? Like I think you have a website, I believe. And you're I on do. various platforms. So if you don't mind as we're going out sharing with us how we can stay in touch with certified personal trainer, Kim Bush, founder and owner of Fearlessly Fit Training in Montgomery, Alabama. Absolutely. So on Facebook. I have a page, Fearlessly Fit Training. I try to keep that, you know, the same across all platforms. Instagram is Fearlessly Fit CPT for Certified Personal Trainer. And my contact information is on both of those platforms. If you want to um, reach out to me, ask me any questions. My website is fearlesslyfittraining.com. And it's also linked on my social media. So, yeah. That's me. Okay. I was trying to um, bring up your site. Let me see if I can bring it up. Fearlessly Fit Training. I brought, I brought it up. Because you have a page on Facebook, right? I do. Yes. Okay. So you guys can go to her Facebook. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can see it. Okay. And then you have an Instagram. They can follow you on Instagram. Yes. Okay. You told them about your website. Did you give your email address at all? I think I might have missed that one. Email is kimbfearless at gmail.com. Kim, K-I-M-B, boy, fearless mm -hmm. at gmail.com. And I believe okay. there's a link on Instagram to my email as well. Okay. And the Instagram is fearlesslyfitcpt. Right. Okay. 
So you guys know how to get in touch with my friend, my little sister, Kim Bush. I'm going to stay in touch with her too. And that's the good thing, y'all. We had a conversation the other day because I was looking at one of her posts on Instagram. Her Instagram is very helpful. And I think she ties it over to her other social media platforms like Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I found out is that she can do remote training. So you don't think you have to be in Montgomery, Alabama to become her client. She can yep. help you all around the world, all around the globe. And she has some wonderful technologies that she implements to help her with the process, right? Yes, I have an app that um, my clients use with pre-recorded videos of each movement. And um, they can also message me with questions and anything they need through that app. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, my sweet friend, I'm very proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Your, your journey continues and I see all of your beauty. You've always been beautiful, your progress. I see your happiness. You know, there's a saying that goes like this and I share when I do career counseling a lot of times, and that is this. If you can pick something that you enjoy doing, you'll do that well and you'll stick with it. And so I just applaud you for taking care of you. Because in your journey of taking care of you, you're taking care of all of us. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off from the second episode of Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited podcast. Car Jones Unlimited Grown Women Only Series. We covered um, Simply Sonequa Pound Cakes, my sister, Sonequa Murray, in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, what was it, back in April? I do this once a quarter, by the way, and I do have some other CJUGWO um, ladies who are lined up, you know, to share with us. But Miss Bush Kim is our second episode. So stay tuned. There's more to come. And can we reconnect on here again? Because I, I like what you have to offer, Kim. Oh, sure. Cool beans. So stay <laughs> tuned because Miss Bush will be coming back. Y'all send me some emails, DMs on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Let me know what y'all think of this. Leave a comment on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. Everybody good night. Thank you. Bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> Stay safe, stay home, save lives, wear a mask. Absolutely. All right. Peace.